Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll be in Matthew 5, verses 17 through 20. There are people today who may affiliate themselves with Christianity in some way, but believe that Jesus is simply all about brotherly love and has somehow done away with the Old Testament necessity to obey God's law. But is that what Jesus said? What is the relationship between the Old Testament idea of obedience to God's commandments and the coming of Jesus? Is it one or the other, or both? Jesus addresses the answer directly in this passage. Here's today's piece of the sermon entitled, Surpassing Righteousness. It's not a matter of reforming your behavior without first letting God deal with your heart. It doesn't work to start from the outside. You, you can't do it by doing stuff outside of you. Now, in a sense, it does come from the outside because it starts with God from the outside in giving you His gift of grace and faith and salvation, all of that package deal that includes all of those wonderful things. But then the outside changes because of what happens on the inside. You need to understand how God works in your heart when you stand in Christ. Famous verse. You know this one. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And, oh, you got to read up to there to figure out what the and connects to. I'll let you read Romans 1, 1 through 12, 1. When you get to 12, 1, after all of laying out all of the, the details of the gospel, Paul says, and, and therefore I urge you by the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual way to worship Him. And, now here's your instruction, what it means to be a Christian. Not bigger, get a bigger binder to put all of your rules and regulations in. It says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Do you see two words there in a contrast? Conformed and transformed. The word conformed means squeezed into a mold. Don't let somebody tell you how you need to be. Be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. Now, here's another case where you know a Greek word and you don't know that you know a Greek word, okay? The word that's translated transformed, actually, you don't know the Greek form of it. The, the Greek verb is metamorpho. Guess what English word comes from it? Metamorphosis, that total change from the inside out, that ugly, disgusting-looking caterpillar thing crawls off one day and disappears for a while and then pops out as a butterfly. Metamorphosis, total transformation. That comes after you come as a living sacrifice to receive the free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. I told you Jesus is going to use several examples in the rest of this chapter, and we'll see them one at a time. But listen to the summary statement that Jesus makes when he gets to that 
part, the summary of that part of this sermon. He says, therefore, now I'll let you read ahead all the way up through verse 47 to figure out what the word therefore is all about. He's gone through a contrast by this time of, well, you hear it said this way, but I say to you. And then he explains what the law really means. Therefore, he says, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, that's true. There's a problem. You can't achieve perfection. That ship sailed shortly after you were born. As a matter of fact, that ship sailed with Adam. You were born a sinner. You didn't become a sinner because you sinned. You sinned because that's what comes naturally to you. You can't get there. You need grace. You can't be perfectly righteous. So you need surpassing righteousness, that which surpasses anything that a person can humanly do. So knock off the foolish insistence that you can get to heaven by having your good points outweigh your bad ones. You go start witnessing to people, and one of the best ways to open a conversation is to ask somebody, uh, do, you, do you regard yourself as a good person? You know what the default answer always is? Well, yeah, I do. You know, well, how, how do you know that? Well, I, I know somebody worse than me. You know, so by comparison, I'm good. Uh, and then you can take them to um, elements of the law, elements of the, of the moral standard of God, and show them that they, that they really aren't good. You understand perfection? Perfection? You ever read James chapter 2, verse 10? If I keep the whole law, all 613 negative and positive commandments, if I keep the whole law and I stumble in one point, one point, one sin, one time on one occasion, you are a lawbreaker. You are guilty of the, or you deserve all the punishment described in the scriptures. You have been alienated from God because of your failure to obey Him perfectly. The standard is not a secret. It's right there. You are to be perfect. And you can't be. So the only way you're ever going to get there is if it is handed to you as a free gift and credited to your account is surpassing righteousness. And by the way, there's been exactly one human being that ever kept the standard of perfection. It's Jesus Christ. But He is the one who by His grace will give you His righteousness. Remember, He is the God of all grace. Remember the picture in the um, the description that Jesus gave in one of, his, one of His parables, and this, by the way, was another assault on the Pharisees. He is pictured by the landowner who graciously gave a full day's pay to the workers who worked only one hour in the vineyard. He is the God who remained faithful to Peter through all of his failures and 
all of his sins and then turned him into the mighty mouthpiece apostle that he was. He's the God who promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Why? Because in Christ he can look on you and see surpassing righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus himself. We'll close with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Therefore, I guess you've got to go home and read 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 4.19 to figure out what therefore is connected to, but you'll get it. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Who is an ambassador? An ambassador is the one who represents the foreign entity on your soil. Okay? This, Paul says, we're like ambassadors from the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now, you can stop there and say, well, I'd like to, but I have this problem. I'm not quite perfect. No, I'm not even close to perfect. But listen to this final sentence. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's surpassing righteousness. To have his righteousness credited to you. There are two exchanges in that passage. Two things transferred. Your sins transferred to Jesus... So he died on the cross, endured the wrath of God for your sin so that now his righteousness can be transferred to you, credited to your account, imputed to you. My friend, do you have surpassing righteousness? Are you standing in his grace? We have the best message anywhere. This is what people need to hear. This is what we need. And by the way, I need the grace of God just as badly today as I did the day that I first gave my life to Christ. But I stand in His grace. Let's pray. Father, how we thank You again for Your incredible grace to us in Christ. Thank You for making it known to us. Thank You for the the riches of it all. Thank you that it includes every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in our wonderful Savior. Thank you for providing it to us that, that we could have what we were never capable of having ourselves, eternal life. Thank you for the surpassing righteousness of the Savior. And Lord, I pray you will not let a person leave here today or anyone who is watching us online, or anyone who may one day listen to this by way of recording or read it by way of a transcript, it's not because I say it, Lord. It's because of what you have said to us. You made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Thank you for that. Send us with that message on our lips, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.